Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we're going to continue to try to divide that rage from the reason. It's getting tough this week, and I think it's going to get harder in the days ahead because we are going to hear a lot of rage about sky falling, cliffs, uh, calamities, and uh, pick your disaster. It's going to be invoked when it comes to the debt ceiling, funding the government, uh, and, of course, uh, some big spending packages that are sitting on the floor of both the House and the Senate. Uh, now, there are a lot of ideas out there on how to best help people, and we do subscribe here to Lincoln's model that there is a proper role of government and that that role of government is to lift artificial weights from all shoulders, uh, to allow all to have that uh, pursuit that of things that are laudable and possible, level the playing field, equal chance, fair start in the race of life. That's how Lincoln described it. But so often politicians in Washington try to cast themselves as the good guys versus their opponents who are the bad guys and then trying to pass a piece of legislation based on whether or not they can get support for the, quote, good people, my team. Sadly, the solutions to our problems are often not found in Washington. And they're never found in name-calling or by weaponizing the words of others or just undercutting others' ideas. Uh, We have to come together to have a different kind of conversation, and that conversation has to include the people that we're trying to help. Uh, I'm very tired of people who are supposedly super smart, super educated, the elite. They know better. They know what's best for all of us. Uh, they got to include those that are being helped and who might be hurt in the process to be part of the conversation. You might remember uh, I recently did a, uh, an interview with Patrick Brown, a fellow at the Ethics and Pol- Public Policy Center, and he was talking about many of these government programs designed to help working-class families of all racial backgrounds. And he came to understand that the people that they were trying to help had never been asked, what kind of help do you actually need? What is actually helpful to you? And he went around uh, to several places around the country and actually talked to those receiving the help from the government and figuring out what is helpful and what is not. Uh, 
Uh, Patrick gave us some great perspective. Take a listen. One mom in Georgia who, who talked about uh, earning, uh, getting a raise and earning $47 more than she had been, which made her lose her eligibility for uh, the nutrition assistance that she had been receiving. And she felt, what, what's the point of working harder if you're just going to get penalized by having your benefits taken away? We talked to another mom who um, is living with her partner and wants to get married, but knows that if she does, their tax rates are going to go up and, and their child support, his child support payments are going to be attributed to her and, and they'll, they'll have to raise as well. And so she said it's not worth getting married because uh, it, it, it's going to be a net loss to them. And, and although they'd like to marry, they feel like the government would be punishing for that. And so a lot of times when, when families are on those are, are sort of in those low income working class buckets, the, the benefits that they receive are, are in fact, as you, as you mentioned, sort of taxed away if they do better. Uh, that is such an important thing for us to factor in in all of this, that so often we give people exactly what they need to stay or be trapped exactly where they are. Uh, that description of that single mother in Georgia who, who really couldn't accept a raise from her boss. The boss was rewarding her good work. But that extra $47 a pay period was going to cost her thousands of dollars in terms of actual income. That's not a good that's not a good glide path. That's not a good upward mobility path. But who's asking that mom if this is actually helpful, uh, similarly talking about some of the marriage penalties that, yeah, that they know it's going to be worse for them uh, if they do get married. While all the data shows that in terms of upward mobility and economics, uh, having that education, being married, those are things that create stability that move that forward. Uh, and yet we continue to disincentivize people from those very things. And so we, we, we have to step back and say, wait a minute, are these things worth it? These things that we're spending billions and trillions of dollars on, are they actually making the right impact? Should they be done out of the federal government? Should they be done out of the state? Should they be local? Should they be community? Should it be family? Uh, we have to get to a different set of questions. I had a great conversation recently with uh, Rabbi Avrami Zippel uh, on how we actually can come together and how we can actually connect. It's about connection uh, that I think is the big thing. I think that what a lot of people kind of gloss over is that when dealing with tragedy, be it personal or collective, it's vital to go through all of the different steps in the healing process and one does not cancel out another. So it, it's this connection that actually matters. I, I think that's such an important thing we often overlook. This was another thing that Lincoln often talked about, was that people were trapped in poverty not because they weren't connected to capital, but because they weren't connected to people. That's the key component to this. So it's not being connected to government. That is the solution. It's being connected to people. And that happens in our communities. Uh, Nate Checkets, who's the, the uh, chairman of the board of directors for Beyond Type 1, an organization dedicated to helping diabetics, talked about how Beyond Type 1 started really as an Internet community. 
and how making connections with others actually ended up helping everybody in the end. When I started spending time with other type ones, and Buddy was so instrumental in helping me with this, my quality of care dramatically improved. Mm, All of a sudden, we started comparing methods of how do you handle this situation, or um, you know, what do you, what endocrinologist do you use, or what form of insulin do you use, and and what are what are the ways that you handle these various scenarios? And it's been proven that when people interact with others in their same group of chronic illness, their quality of care on a metric basis actually improves. And that's a really powerful instrument. So again, it's, it's this connection to people that really is the the big issue. And, and we've seen that over and over again. Uh, when people are connected to people, that's when opportunities really emerge. That's when growth really happens. That's when things uh, move forward in a significant way. And and so we have to make sure, one, that we're not just looking to Washington to solve things, because as long as we're looking to Washington to solve all the problems, then every bit of spending coming out of Washington is going to be justified. And granted, you could justify any piece of spending. But just because you can justify the spending doesn't mean you should be doing the spending. The bigger question is, is it Congress's job to do that spending? Is that a sustainable path? Could it be done by someone else? Could it be done better, more efficiently, more effectively, with better outcomes? That's what we really ought to be talking about. Uh, so much of the trillions of dollars that we have in debt, incurred by Democrats and Republican administrations alike, is because we have no accountability on outcomes. There are 98 different programs that touch someone facing poverty, many of them very duplicative. Many of them are just so overlapping and and create so much confusion rather than clarity that we just keep spending, but we're not getting real outcomes. And so that's the conversation we have to get to. And that's what we're going to see in these coming days is how can we actually have a different kind of conversation? And I have to tell you, it is not by lumping everything together in massive bills that nobody reads that have to be passed, must pass, so that we don't shut down the government or default on our national debt, neither of which are going to happen. We'll be right back. Much more to come. Final segment of Inside Sources coming up on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.